This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. And welcome everybody to What the Hops. Brian and Savannah over at Lockhouse Distillery out in the Cobblestone District. Um, we're here with a guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello everyone. Uh, my name is Corey Moscato. I'm one of the partners here at Lockhouse Distillery and organizer of Cobblestone Live Music and Arts Festival on August 2nd and 3rd. Awesome. Um, Cobblestone, we've had multiple conversations about it now. Cobblestone has been going on now for this will be the third year. I've gone to all of them. We are big fans. And I'll say for years, Brian and I had discussions about how we needed something in the city, a festival-wise in the city. Because we we travel a lot. We've done things like Bonnaroo and Way Home and stuff in L.A. and stuff all around. And it was about time that we had something here in downtown Buffalo. Um, how did Cobblestone kind of, that idea, was it like a drunken stupor one night and you were like... <laughs> uh, much to everyone's disappointment, it wasn't. Uh. <laughs> um, actually, uh, one of our co-organizers and one of the founders of Cobblestone Live, Joshua Holtzman, who is a partner at Buffalo Ironworks, also in the Cobblestone District, um, came over and said, hey, Corey. And I said, hey, Josh. And he said... What do you think about doing something larger together here in the community? And we just ran with it from there. So really, Cobblestone Live was born out of the desire to help preach the good word of live music here in Western New York and bring a sense of community to a large format event that we didn't really see anywhere else in the city. And that's and that's the main thing, too. Um, when it comes to uh, music down here, everybody just... Right away, you have the Thursday at the Square, Canal Side, or whatever it like became. Still call it Thursday in the Square. It's fine. <laughs> whatever, whatever you may want to call it, uh, you have that there, and then everybody kind of was just like, okay, that's all you really have there. Then Ironworks, Ironworks is one of the most underrated music venues in this city. Agreed. Um, some of the some of the acts that they bring, yeah, a lot of people just kind of associate it with like jam bands and everything else, and. Okay, generally, like, the, the schedule is like that, but they bring in some underrated stuff, too, that isn't just jamming. Yeah, you know, actually, they, though they might have had their birth in the jam scene, they've definitely diversified. Josh is a very talented talent buyer and uh, production manager, so he's really diversified a lot of what they have going on from rock to they even do a lot of silent discos and uh, participate in a lot of different eclectic scenes. Crystal Method's coming in. Uh, September. That's right. And even the, even coming later, even coming last week, there was Andy Frasco in the UN, which was our pre-party for Cobblestone Live. Um, nice. They're very fun, energetic, and if you haven't seen them live, it's a whole different world. Ca- they played Ca- last Ca- year, yes. right? Ca- they 
did. They really stole the show um, and wowed everybody. And they got on a lot of people's radars as a result. Nice. And that's the one thing, I mean, when it comes to Cobblestone Live, like Savannah said, we've been coming, we've we've been here every year. We've been early bird buyers, so like, we're we're legit fans of the festival. The one one thing is about it, it's, if you bought the Blind Fade tickets, they were like 25 bucks after fees. I mean, you can't go wrong so with getting valuable. what, like, forty bands, yeah, or forty musicians, yeah. forty artists for twenty-five bucks. Yeah, it's, it's a really good deal, and it's ultimately we're not putting this on. Uh, it, it is a business, but at the end of the day, we really want to commit to our community and commit to our guests a level of quality and passion that you can't really get too many places. And Buffalo is definitely a blue-collar town, so we need to be a blue-collar festival. Um, but just because our pricing doesn't dictate a lot doesn't mean our experience and the overall energy that we have. Um, like you said, it's not just artists, but we have live performers, whether that's performance artists, uh, dance groups, actors, uh, live art installations. Um, we're really trying to take it up a notch each year. Last year, you had the uh, llamas for a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had, we had the alpacas. from the alpacas, yeah. I always mix that up. You know, <laughs> tomato, <laughs> potato, right? Yeah. There was a lot of cool things. I remember, like, there was, like, a, a CBD ch- stand, which was, like, this was, like, CBD was, was just, just creeping into Buffalo. Yeah. So you're like, oh, this is a weird experience to be able to... Oh, it was. Okay. I don't remember. Uh, do you remember the name of the company? I'm not sure. At the time, it was called... Uh, Mend Botanics. They have since changed their name and rebranded. They are Bison Botanics, and you can find them all over Western New York. They're actually close friends of mine. Pretty nice guys. So they're gonna be back this year, then. They will be back this year, and they so, have some new products too. If anything, um, get your CBD fix. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, they had that. I had. I remember going in. We bought these. Um, we went into. There was like a trailer of like a lot of like knitted homemade stuff that uh, a company had out, and we bought these little finger puppet things that they were all knitted. They were all different animals. I don't remember seeing them. We bought like 12 of them within my friends. So the whole rest of the weekend was just us waving these finger puppets. We took those to Austin City Limits and people loved them. We've gotten some use out of those things. We've gotten some use out of them. We just get drunk and, you know. We're like in front of Metallica. I have a video of like, you know, my little panda jamming to Metallica. Put your pandas up. Yeah, in in Austin. So we got some use out of those. We won't have any alpacas this year, sadly. Um, Um, But we do have live sloths, armadillos, and a couple other uh, unique and interesting animals joining us from the Buffalo Zoo. Sloths are like the most, that is one animal that I think everybody would want to hug, touch, get around, interact with. So that is definitely the market to tap into. Yeah, you know, for such a slow-moving animal, People sure do run towards them. Do you think? Do you think that's because we have a lot of pot smokers in this city? I, well, no. It's, it's, I wouldn't know. I, I, I feel. Like, oh, I, I think it's a lot of it has to do with the internet community just being like, "Oh, look at this baby sloth video." So everybody just kind of sloths like, oh. definitely blew up in the last decade. Yeah. They got the attention they always deserved. <laughs> yeah. But when it, so when it comes to Cobblestone Live, for the people that don't know exactly how the setup is or what really entails, um, the Cobblestone District is this area down by the arena that goes from basically the arena to Michigan Street. 
generally. So there's a bunch of different bars down here. Uh, you have Ironworks, as we stated, um, Lockhouse. You guys moved down here three years. 2015. Ago? This is our fourth year now. Fourth Good. full year. It's yeah. terrifying to say it, but that's yeah. the case. Because Lockhouse has been a distillery sent for what five years, six years now. We're in our sixth year, yeah. but we were originally located in New uh, in North the, Buffalo and the, the Arrow, the Pierce yeah, Arrow Pierce building. building, and then we moved down here because um, we wanted to add a uh, retail and bar component, and uh, the laws really changed during our move to allow us to do more than a tasting room and to sell our products and other New York State products in our space and expand also into doing music and private events, fundraisers. I love your gin. Like, I wasn't a gin drinker, I don't think, until Lockhouse opened, and then all of a sudden I became, like, a gin snob when I when I drink gin. It's It changed me. <laughs> Aw, shucks. <laughs> Between that and the, uh, the coffee liquor... Um, Oh, yeah. The co- coffee shots when you come in. Going to any bar, really. Uh, yeah. Get you, get you into a little trouble. That's become a big <laughs> fan favorite of Western New York is our coffee liqueur made with public espresso. Arguably too much caffeine. That's uh, perfect for those morning commuters. <laughs> Just kidding. Temperance is alive and well. Um, <laughs> but if you really want to get specific, 65 parts per million of uh, caffeine is in that product. It equates out to be roughly, for every one ounce shot, it's equal to a average 12 ounce cup of coffee. Yeah. Yum. No wonder gonna, I've had some late nights here. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain about that at all. And you guys also book a lot of music here. I know, like Brian and I specifically. I mean, beyond the DJs, which are usually here on most weekends, we've seen a couple other kind of bands here. We- you guys had Upstate perform here oh, yeah. last Upstate April. I know they changed their yeah. name, and I, I kind of remember. Yeah, I, I have to, I have to remember that they changed it. But yeah. I originally got into them actually because of Cobblestone Line. Yeah. Live, really. I happened to catch their set at uh, at Ironworks when they played the festival. Yeah. Um, last year they played the first Borderland festival. They they kind of fit that jam band sound that they're blue, like they're, bluegrass. They're, more, they're like yeah, bluegrass uh, Americana vibe kind of that a lot of the bands on, on on Cobblestone are. Is that what you guys? We just all get in a room and say this is the type of music that we we want to put on here. Or? Yeah, more or less. We uh we all have a very constructive and ongoing conversation about what type of festival we want to be, what type of environment we want to curate, what type of people do we want to uh, reach out to. And ultimately, Buffalo is a very eclectic, a very understatement of the years that it's an eclectic city uh, from the walks, creeds, the, and, and the different demographics. So we, we really want to reach out to everybody and make it as inclusive as possible from the music, uh, you know, reaching, starting with genres like very alternative bands to blues grass especially last year and even more so this year with uh, Langhorn Slim and the Lost at Last band um, and going into even a lot of uh, house music and uh, DJs at the lockout stage late at night um, we really want to reach out to everybody Buffalo is a very eclectic town and if we didn't focus on that we would be doing our community ending ourselves a disservice I agree. I, agree. I, I think there is a, 
my favorite thing about going to festivals, any festival, no matter if it's the size of like Austin City Limits or the size of Cobblestone, is just discovering those new artists that you normally wouldn't have listened to. Um, there's a handful that I'm excited about this year. I know, like Brian just mentioned, Upstate was somebody we didn't know who they were, and blew someone, us out of the water. It's, it's things that like you just you see a lineup drop, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna check out this band. I've never heard who, I've never heard of this person, and you check them out, and you're like, all right, I can get into this. And you go and check to see the live set, and you're like, all right, I'm sucked in. Yeah, live music sells it for me. Like you can really listen does. to someone on recording and be like, all right, they're good, but if they blow me away live if they can give that experience to you live it is like no other and I say this all the time my favorite thing my favorite thing in life and like happiest place that I can be is like at a music festival sun is shining beer in my hand listening to really good freaking music so that's cobblestone is right yeah uh, honestly beyond the music this year we've made a significant effort to step up the overall experience for everybody not just the experience that they will have but the different interactive experiences that are available on site this year I know I talked about sloths and armadillos but we really have some interesting and significant uh, activities including a arcade there's going to be animobiles which if you're not familiar with what those are they're the little furry four-legged five-mile-an-hour-going machines that you can ride around in Darien Lake or in certain malls oh, across America. Okay. I didn't know they had a name. <laughs> yeah, well, Animobiles is perfect. I think that's the, yeah. one of the local local um, cool. versions of them. But a lot of, you know, the beer beverage trucks we're going to have and our various vendors on site. And then including uh, with some of the experiential programming here at the daytime at Lockhouse with some youth a youth group dance performance from the Buffalo Center of Arts and Technology on the east side. Very cool. Yeah. Incorporating a lot of that arts into it as well, not just the music side. So you can appeal to a lot more people that way. You mentioned the beer really quickly. We are a beer podcast. Let's talk beer for a second. Heck yeah. <laughs> I've seen you guys partnered to Labatt, Labatt Brew House. We did. Okay. We did. It was, it was a very... You know, coming from a beer background myself, I, I went to grad school for brewery management, worked with Flying Bison and over there, Tim Herzog. Thanks again for all your help, Tim. Um, so you were assistant brewer there at some no, time? No, no, I was more, it was more of like a formal temp position. Okay. In turn, I spent a lot of time there and eventually I, you spend enough time there, they invite you to start partaking. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of really the first foot in the door I got before I moved out of town to help run a brewery in Albany. But we chose to partner with Labatt here for our festival, not only because of their commit, their obvious commitment to Buffalo, but specifically our district with Riverworks, with the arena, with their new John Labatt house um, and the brewery here in this district. It was the logical next step. They, though they are a macro brand, they're going, they make micro beer here in Buffalo and we want to showcase what they're doing specifically for our community and our district. So not only will we have the traditional Labatt beers available at the festival, but also some really cool and unique one-offs that they're brewing at the John Labatt, uh, the Labatt house specifically for this festival. Are they, are they're bringing something for Cobblestone That's right. specifically. Yep. Do you know, do you know what that is yet? Or I, give we details? We do, we do. We're going to have, uh, specifically for the festival, they brewed a batch of their Cobblestone Peach Kolsch. Okay. 
which is perfectly appropriate for the beginning of August. Uh, I drinking a cold right now. Yeah, uh, exactly. The mango hey, me crush, too. Or no, I'm sorry, the passion fruit Kolsch from New Belgium. New Belgium. Delicious. You guys have Very here on tap. Um, we're also going to have their Labatt House IPA that they make in-house uh, available at the festival at all of the tents as well. Um, we're also going to be serving the local Blackbird Cider on tap. We want to be able to offer Good ciders stuff. an up-and-coming category, and honestly, a lot of my friends have celiac, so ultimately having something available to them is a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. That's I one, love cider. It's one of the most underrated things about Blockhouse that I can say too is you guys always have a decent cider on tap here. So, like, like what are you drinking? That's just, a not, cider right now that you're drinking. This is fry. the uh, OSB Cider Works Insane as a Hurricane, which I'm assuming it's a hurricane uh, cider. Yeah, it's a very tropical flavored <laughs> cider. Um, but no, like having having cider at the festival is perfect for that. But um, you guys always generally in Blockhouse, you also have a full generally have a full full draft board um, with different Same varieties. Same with Ironworks. There's always yeah. something really good on tap over at Ironworks. So yeah. between the two, your guys' normal menu. Um, well, I don't know. Are you guys doing a punch this year? For during for, the festival? Yeah. We're going to have a very approachable menu for all of our guests that help them get serviced a lot faster. So I don't know if we're going to have a punch, okay. but there's going to be a little bit for everyone, not just using our own products, but focusing on quality whiskeys, tequilas. We actually have some beverage partners in the liquor and the spirits uh, sector as well. What do you normally drink beer-wise? Like uh, I'm all over the map. So I kind of, in the traditional brewer sense, I went the full circle. I started off as a youth with the very uh, typical and flavorless American micro lagers, excuse me, macro lagers. And then someone bought me a Mr. Beer Kit, one of those really shitty plastic ones. And it snowballed. Yeah. I ended up going to uh, brewing school and fell in love with the IPAs, the sours, the So before you Imperials. went to brewing school, you weren't like a heavy, other. I mean, a heavy like craft drinker. I was a heavy craft drinker, but it was much more so the home brewing and it was just on the onset in 2000, like eight, nine, when it was yeah. just really starting to become mainstream. Yeah. I was reading Beer Advocate each month. And then I caught the bug as it goes. And, you know, one thing led to a next and then beer led to distilled spirits here at Lockhouse. And then I came full circle. Now I'm really into lagers again. But um, all types of lagers, I think, especially for micro or nano brewers, lagers are some of the most difficult and impressive products to make because they don't hide faults and they don't have the money, commercial equipment or marketing uh, budgets to really push their product they have to let the product speak for themselves and the only way they can do that is by making a good lager and people don't really realize how much time and patience 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 goes into making a lager i've tasted some pretty not okay lagers and uh so it's really impressive when someone nails it on the head so you don't homebrew anymore or, uh, it's been a couple just, years. Yeah. I still have all the bells and whistles, but it's probably a little dusty at this point. Fair enough. Uh, running a small business does not leave you with a lot of a lot time. Of t- a lot no. of time for hobbies. You I wear know. all the hats, including the ones that don't fit, until they do. Fair enough. As a small business owner, taking my personal life out of it, I think it's it really it's it's a big deal to us because we get to pick who we do business with, and a lot of 
breweries, other manufacturers, and, and consumer-based companies have a lot of the same ethics and ethos as us. So it's really nice to support those that support you, and including your community. Yeah, I love when I see Lockhouse Gin or Vodka. Like, I know Pressure Drop has, they did at one point, had it up. Um, what are some other places you can get it other than at Lockhouse itself? Oh, I mean, we're available at most uh, probably tap rooms. I know at both Thin Man's, at uh, Big Ditch, at Gene McCarthy's or Old Forest First Ward Brewing, excuse me. And there's a couple breweries that are expanding in the tap rooms that I know we're going to be carried at. Nice. You guys got distro like across the state and everything as well, too, yep. right? We so. are all of our products are carried across all of New York. Uh, Maryland, Virginia, Delaware, the District of Columbia, and New Jersey. We're also available at bars and restaurants in Pennsylvania, but not liquor stores yet. So being that you had a brewing background, were you also involved with the distilling of those two products, or did you read more on the management side with the bar side and such? So it actually started with the distillation. I, I was not one of the original partners or owners of Blockhouse. I got brought on in a production capacity to aid and grow the brand from a distillation point of view and develop new products and then aided in the distribution efforts. And then it just became that I was doing a lot of our wholesale distribution and sales. And I got very familiar with bar operations, both for us in-house. Because of my beer background, I was doing the purchasing and and the consumer interaction beer-based. And then on the sales end, I I got so familiar with the cocktail community because that's who you're working with that they just kind of intertwined um like i said it's small business you wear a lot of hats including the ones that don't fit yeah um love the new art here as well by the way that was we seen your ads floating around for the new gin that you had yeah well this is what the third year you guys have done the secure gin this is it's it's a seasonal release um we had a lot of fun with the marketing and promotions this year we don't you're mentioning a lot of your friends just getting together and shooting some shit right yeah we got (laughs) there's a there's a pretty fun videos out there right (laughs) We don't take ourselves too seriously and our products aren't, though they're very serious and quality products, cocktails can be a little intimidating, especially for people that don't know how to use it. And most people aren't drinking gin or liqueurs or vodka straight. So we make an effort to uh, make them approachable and that includes in how we talk about them because they can be used in from the simplest cocktail down to the most complicated one and anywhere in between. Like I said, I, I've, I've always been a beer girl, but Lockhouse is probably what started my, my love for gin. And now, uh, you know, every time I come in here, I generally, I, once in a while, will drink beer. But I'm generally drinking a cocktail when I come into Lockhouse. It is my, and this is not to toot your horn, because before I even met Corey, <laughs> years before, um, Lockhouse, I will always say, was my favorite cocktail bar in the city, for sure. That is very kind of you to say, <laughs> and I will take full responsibility. Responsibility for that, even though I had very little to do with it. <laughs> Fair enough. But the brew house and draft room, they're technically out of the 
festival grounds, right? Is the is the so last year? Yes past and couple no. Of years, you still had the two entrances, basically, right? Kind of. Yeah. It's going to be this. The the structure is very similar to last year, where it's the main entrance is both on Illinois Street and Columbia Street. Okay. Um, though the draft room does have a, a footprint included in our festival, people that just want to go to the draft room or catch the festival from the outside can do so just by going to the normal draft room. But just outside of the draft room from their patio to their parking lot where we're going to be having um, a relax and recharge station complete with yard games, table games, and phone charging stations. Because if it's because nice. it's 2019, if someone's phone dies, they're leaving. <laughs> so we are paying attention to But there to is that. re-entry though, isn't there? There is re-entry. Which is super nice when and it's an all-day festival. Kids under 12 get in for free. So tell your mom and dad that you learned how to listen to podcasts and that you heard about this and you'd like to go see that <laughs> sloth. We actually, our nonprofit beneficiary of the festival is the CAC or the Child Advocacy Center, best self of Western New York. We have a kid's tent this year where they're going to be providing some airbrush tattoos. I'm 30 years old and I will most definitely be getting a Dalmatian <laughs> painted on my face. Awesome. Uh, might be a bee. Don't know yet. It's one of the two for sure. So if you see me walking around. Um, Let the artist decide. Yeah. And and we do have a lot of family-friendly functions. We have uh, a street magician walking around engaging with people, a dunk tank. Um, wow. And I know I already mentioned the arcade, but there's going to be uh, the animobiles in particular, I, though they're, I think, originally created for kids. I'd be surprised <laughs> if, if more kids rode them than adults. Yeah. 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 I, that I, sounds I, like a lot of added stuff since last year. I mean, you guys, were, that really puts it over the limit there of other things to do other than music. So even if you're just looking for something to do, it's a Saturday and it's beautiful out in the middle of August, you can come for a couple hours, go home, take a relax, relax nap, come on back so there's re-entry. Absolutely. And, Put the uh, kids to sleep. Yeah. Pay the babysitter a little extra <laughs> and tie your shoes tight because you're coming home late. Yeah. Well, this you usually got- goes to what, two? So the One night out, goes to two. The main stage is outside and at 11 p.m., but uh, the indoor venues have music going as late as 3.30 a.m. on Friday and nice. 4 a.m. on Saturday for all you night owls. Yeah, and that's Perfect. the one thing because Friday starts at doors or gates are at 5, 4. So, I mean, you're getting out of work. You're looking for something to do. Uh, I do know the Arkells are playing... Canal at side. Canal Side that night as well. Yeah, well, if you haven't seen them four times in the last 12 months, <laughs> here's your chance now. I'm Because they come to Buffalo once every two months. I'm, but if you already have a ticket, there is re-entry. You can come here, check I'm, out a few bands, I'm go gonna back, get, come I'm going to get my Canadian band fix out of, the Sloan, out of Sloan in the Sadies. Yeah, Sadies are crazy. Yeah, there's a I lot just, of I just learned couple Canadian that. bands yeah. on this I'm, list. I'm, I'm pretty pumped that they're on there. Uh, I know last year we, are, like, you guys got the uh, Canadian contingent with Broken Social Scene, and that honestly was one of my top ten sets of the sets of and the, the year. And the Sheepdogs, they were pretty sheep good dogs too. Good sheepdogs, too. yeah. Honestly, especially this year with our lineup, um, I got to give credit where credit's deserved. Josh Holtzman from Buffalo Ironworks does the lion's share of the talent booking and working with his agents and bringing all the bands in, and we're really excited to see this year come to fruition. I think Joy Wave hopefully drove a lot of people for you. They're they're loved here in Buffalo. They're loved, obviously, from Rochester, New York. I've seen them, I don't even know at this point, ten times. Um, I, think they and got, they, I think they just dropped a new song last week or yeah, two. Yeah, no, you're like right, they so. did. 
but they sure. they are fantastic live, and that's a set that I will not be missing. And that's one <laughs> thing sure. too. So on if Saturday. they're dropping a new song, that means they're going to be playing new material. So if you yeah. have seen them before, guess what? You're going to be seeing new <laughs> shit most likely. And I have to give a shout out to my hands down favorite band on this lineup, and they're a local band, PA Line. I love PA, PA Line. I will. You guys like Mumford? They're very similar vibe to Mumford. Um, they sometimes will do some Mumford covers as well, but I've seen them at Ironworks more than once, actually, um, and a few other places around town, but they are, the lead singer's voice is incredible, and they always put on a, a really good show as well, so that's that's one set I won't be missing. I'm going to be being, I'm not going to miss uh, Cat Wright's set on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you do have Soul Patch on Friday, oh, late night Friday, too, yeah, at Ironworks, right? they're closing the Ironworks stage, that's right. Uh, so. Hometown favorites. Buffalo, the industrial powerhouse of the early 20th century. The grain elevators now stand silent on the shores of the Great Lakes, casting their shadow on the City of Light. A city known for blizzards, chicken wings, and Super Bowl losses, where even the natural magnificence of Niagara Falls can't help but magnify the rusted-out shell of a once-great city. Not anymore. Buffalo is a city on the rise again. New industry, green spaces, waterfront development, and the revival of Buffalo's proud brewing past are building the new Buffalo. With over 25 local breweries open in the last decade, Buffalo has an amazing brewing community. Join me as I talk to local brewers about making great beer. Sometimes we talk about the 716, and sometimes we talk shop to help you brew better. Find us at WNY.beer or on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at WNYBrews. Do you guys like spaghetti? Oh, right. I, I forgot, too. Who doesn't uh, like spaghetti? Who doesn't like off? spaghetti? So on Saturday of the festival, August 3rd, we'll be actually hosting the inaugural spaghetti parm eating competition presented by Chef's Restaurant. Um, it is two rounds. The first round is made up of competitors that were drawn at random in our lottery two weeks ago. General Publix, 10 people, they're going to eat their hearts content in three minutes whoever eats as much as they can wins and the second round is made up of uh, buffalo celebrities um from Rob Ray and Andy Williams to Tristan the Streaker Lambright, who some of you might remember from a couple years back. We've partied with him. He's a riot. He's a, he's a <laughs> lot of energy. Yeah, if you, if you go out, if you happen to enjoy the Buffalo nightlife, there's chances are you've probably, you've met you've probably had a beer or two with him. Well, uh, the spaghetti competition, which is a real sentence I get to say as an adult, <laughs> Um, never thought I'd put one on, but here we are. Uh, it's hosted by Rene Robert, the famous, the legendary French Connection um, player for the Buffalo Sabres. So he's going to be making some jabs, and he's not going to be pulling punches on stage, especially with the likes of Brian Duff and Rob Ray in that second round. I'm sure he's going to really twist the screws to them. So is your is your money on one of the former Sabres, or are you rooting for someone specifically? Uh, Andy, William. I mean, Andy Williams. Andy Williams. <laughs> that said, I don't know, man. I, have I a mean, I that. think Bentley's on that too. Right? How, bent- much, how much spaghetti can Little Bentley pack? Bentley's like on there. See. We have two of the bandettes on there. Um, as an organizer, I abstain from that question. I think, you know, um, I love Schatzel, but I, I, don't, I don't think he can pack it away. He's a big guy. I, I think he's, he's going to go out early. That's my bet. Better yeah, I think my money's on Andy Williams, but... Um, that'll be a fun thing to watch. Um, plus, like, if people don't know, Chefs is... The 
old school Buffalo Italian restaurant. So um, anytime people come into town, especially uh, celebrities or anything else, you walk in, they have pictures on the wall. They have their own sauce. They've been that they're that Italian restaurant staple in this city. So to have them partner up and put this on for you guys too, that's another big thing. Yeah. Well, some I, know, I think chefs is a very very discussed topic in the hearts and minds of Italian Western New York members because some people love it, some people hate it, but no matter what your feelings on the matter, you can't really shake a stick at them trying to help promote the spaghetti culture of our city, which, uh, go ahead, hashtag spaghetti culture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What other kind of, other than... Other than the spaghetti contest, food-wise, food trucks, obviously. Is there anything special coming out? Uh, So we have have a number of food trucks joining us. We're category exclusive to make sure that all of our food partners get the attention and credence that they deserve. Um, Crowd favorites such as Lloyd and... Totally Edible will be joining us. Uh, and newcomers, um, Casa Azul put out their torta food truck, which is phenomenal. Um, I've had the pleasure a couple times in only the last month, and they'll be joining us too. I think everyone knows Lloyd. Well, I don't know what total, Totally Edible is. Totally Edible is a very uh, sort of traditional American fare mixed with a little bit of French. So okay. they, like last year we had them, they did a number of different crepes, oh, which okay. I love crepes. Yeah. They're very oh, manageable. Same. They're very light, um, but they take it out of the box. So they did like a smoked salmon crepe and I am a sucker for cured fish. So I ate about, not proud to say it, three of those <laughs> <laughs> over two days. You beat your record this year. <laughs> I hope they're listening. They better bring the ruckus with that smoked salmon crepe again. <laughs> Um, yeah, there, if there's one thing, you know, you're just trying to get out and eat good food for the day, I mean, that's a possibility as well, because Buffalo has not a shortage of good food. You know, beyond, beyond some of the food vendors that are going to be joining us this year at Cobblestone Live, we also have a lot of traditional vendors, goods and services. Um, some of you might be very familiar with them, the likes of, uh, I know we talked about um, Bison Botanics, but Be Kind City will also be joining us, along nice. with uh, the ladies at Buffalo braid bar so if you have long hair men or women come on down and get your hair braided i've seen your recent picture yeah yeah i didn't shoot with them they were nice enough to invite me up i never had my hair braided uh for those of you listening i have long hair it's about it's not that long it's like shoulder it's it's a little above shoulder um but they gave me some braids i've never had them before and it was a blast they did a great job and i learned a lot like how to not so just you and a whole bunch of women hanging out for the afternoon yeah i mean there were about nice. four or five other female hair models and uh it was a lot of fun i i'll definitely be walking around on friday with a braid of some unknown origin and then i'm gonna ask him to do a different one on saturday because i gotta I mix it up you, you rocked the braid it looked good i'm not very every, not i'm everybody. very jealous <laughs> I'm sorry, Unfor- Brian. Unfor- unfortunately, Brian yeah. used to have long hair. I mean, not not as long as yours, but it used to be like here. At the longest point, it was six inches past my shoulders. Wow, that's long. I don't yeah. remember. Was that, I didn't know you was that your like heavy metal phase? Yeah, I mean, I was. You <laughs> Did know, you have a heavy metal I was, phase? I, well, yeah, yeah. Come on, I I graduated in 01, so I was in the oh, yeah. I, I was in the height of like the whole oh, you know yeah. metalcore stage where I had uh, I looked I basically looked like the keyboardist from Under Oath at one point. <laughs> you know, just like this big 
big dude with like long hair that like was super straight and everybody was like, oh, what the fuck's that guy doing? But. And then you cut it. It was about here though. You could still braid it if you wanted to. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the Polish (laughs) jeans kicked in and I was just like, all right, time to go. Well, you've embraced it. And uh, as such, I love that plaid shirt you're wearing. That's what it is, man. It's all, you know. usually wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Plaid Hawaiian to pastels in the summer, man. Yeah. You know, got to. Cheers. It's good. Cheers, gang gang. So, yeah, this is one of those things. uh, A lot of breweries have been adopting this uh, whole, we're going to make cocktail-inspired beer. I had one from Evil Twin. I had a Negroni one from Evil we had a Negroni one from Evil Twin a couple episodes ago that didn't taste like a Negroni at all. Yeah, Negronis are a very... They're a time-honored cocktail, but they're hard to communicate to beer. Yeah. Um, you make damn good Negronis here. Aw, uh, shucks. Damn good. We actually did a Negroni ale in 2016 and 17 with 42 North Brewing. And um, that one that one actually tasted more like a Negroni than this one that Evil Twin did. Well, we, so. we were just just trying to have fun so at the very least we hope it tasted like fun i had both versions of that here most likely and uh no i enjoyed them so if you guys ever happen to do that again i will be on board on drinking that easily um we intended to this year negroni week is always the first week of june international negroni week first week of june and this year it kind of got uh, got beyond us with us planning this festival and 42 north heavily involved in also planning the borderlands music festival at the at the end of september um, which they have their own beer for which is pretty exciting the can art's not bad too and we'll be we'll be doing a craft bar a specific uh lockhouse bar at there oh nice yeah. all right so it's very much a, a friendly thing yeah we're kumbaya love it yeah, Love that. no, that's it's uh, that's the thing. Like at least now, like over the past couple of years, between you guys and Borderland, Buffalo has two decent festivals, really, that you can shake your fist at. If, you know, someone's looking at lineups from out of town and it's happened to, like, look for, like, a weekend trip, it's a it's a perfect thing. I mean, uh, there's only room for growth, too, in my opinion. Really? I think, uh, I mean, the whole craft mentality is we're all in this together and we're all focused on bettering the community and bettering right. the standards and that doesn't just limit itself to beer and consumer products but also special events because that's really where you get to find new culture both each other's culture and stuff from out of the market um, I mean I discovered so many things at either beer festivals or music festivals that I haven't before that just if I open my eyes I I wouldn't here in Buffalo without it. I agree. It's, we truly are the city of good neighbors, right? <laughs> no, but that, that community vibe definitely translates. I mean, we obviously, all of us, go to a lot of beer events, and everybody thinks, you know, oh, well, these brewers aren't going to like each other because they're technically competing for space on a shelf. But, but they don't. They're all really good friends with each other and that's how things like collabs and whatnot come about and I I love that I love that about Buffalo and maybe every other city's like that as well but I mean I wouldn't know but um I love that about Buffalo. There's there's really not, for the most part, that, that competition. They're all going to advertise and promote each other. 
it's good beer, it's good beer, bottom line. We are much stronger together than we ever could be apart as an industry and a community. Fair, and I think cobblestone is very much that, uh, you know, melting pot of, you have a bunch of different barbs involved, you have a bunch of different, uh, you know, you have Labatt coming in as far as beer goes, and, you know, artists from all over the place. It's not just Buffalo bands, it's Canadian bands, which obviously we have a good relationship with. Um, A lot of Canadian bands are here all the time. I mean, I've seen Sheepdogs who played last year probably 12 times really? in my life. That was my yeah. first time seeing them. They're pretty really? good. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, they, they do play. I mean, they've done Canal Side a bunch of times, and they've, they've, they've been around Buffalo for quite a, quite a while. See, I need but, to open my eyes a little bit. Uh, I, get stuck in, I get stuck in a work zone sometimes. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm really excited for, uh, if, for anyone that likes uh, dance music or house music, a DJ coming out of New York City, Black Caviar, is a duo that has recently been featured on the um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse animated movie that was a hit. Oh, yeah. They throw down hard and are very fun. Uh, the presence and this, the energy they bring to the floor is pretty exciting. So if you like, uh, if you like dancing and hanging out with friends in a very energetic environment, that's going to be a gas. Are they uh, doing the white night here? They are the headliner on the Lockhouse stage on Friday, August 2nd. They go on around 1 a.m., so it's not too late. We do have a local closer uh, closing the night, so you don't have to stay all the way to the end to see the headliner. I think that's yeah, what noticed, you've done the past yeah, couple Joy, years, too. Joy Weed was playing one around, like, 10-ish. I mean, well, no, like, not like talking in, like, the, in here. Like, oh, I yeah. think the first year was Saturday. You had Solid Disco. We did, and that was like, great, except what? for the fire alarm started going off halfway through their headliner <laughs> set because someone used a fog machine when they weren't supposed to, and... <laughs> Well, that was a really disappointing end to the festival, but we we took it in stride. But Solid Disco, also hometown game. In fairness, you made it to what, like one? You got to like one before it went off? Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Still still a good night. It wasn't bad. (laughs) I had a a lot of fun. So why the change from Saturday, Sunday to Friday, Saturday? So that's a good question. So the first year we were Friday, we were Saturday, Sunday. This last year and this year were Friday and Saturday. We're here on a Monday right now sitting in Lock House, which you're not open because bottom line is you look around, there's... There's no one out. People. Yeah. And unfortunately, with Sundays in Buffalo, a lot of it is people resting after getting home at 4 a.m. on a Saturday night. It's barbecuing with, you know, your family or your friends. Um, Sundays are a lot more relaxed in the city unless there's, you know, a a crazy event happening. So I I understand why Friday, Saturday, because you have a lot of late night. I mean, me personally, I'm not going to be out till 1 a.m. on a Sunday. I'm just not. Yeah. Especially with us wanting to move forward very diverse and family-friendly earlier environment. Sundays can be a lot of people go to church, a lot of people do brunch, a lot of people spend time grilling and with family on a Sunday, and for any of the later night activities, Monday is always in the back of their minds. Um, and in the middle of the summer, that only means a very small amount of people don't work. So right. we want to be able to you know, make enough noise, but that everyone can take advantage of. I think the timing on Friday is great. Hopefully you'll get a lot of that after, you know, happy hour Friday crowd that it's it's so, it's such a, a, a price that's super, like, valuable for people, like, for to come in, even if you're only coming in for three hours after work before you head home, you're not dropping 70 
bucks on a, a festival ticket, which is kind of the price point for this size. I mean, like I said, yeah. me and Brian go to a lot of stuff. If you were to ask me to price point this for you, I would have put you at much higher. So it's, it's such a value to people with everything you're getting, you know, plus loss. Plus so, loss. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did, we did grow this year, not just in, uh, not just in content, but also in footprint. We added a fifth stage, taking a small cutaway of the Mississippi Street. So we're taking Columbia, a part of South Park, Illinois, and now some of Mississippi Street. We're adding a fifth, a third outdoor stage, fifth overall. That's going to be much more experiential based. We have a lot of local performers that will be joining us, including... Um, squeeze and thanks a local accordionist oh, who Denny. does a lot of covers Denny he's a uh, he's pretty funny and he's, he's super Denny's talented a wild card wild card <laughs> I, yeah no he uh, he's really in the last year pumped up his uh, accordion playing and made it into entire business so everybody knows him before that I mean he was doing like videoing yeah photogra- photography um, and that kind of thing and that was his full-time business and then he really kind of took off with the accordion I, I did see that you added him, which was cool. A lot of people wouldn't don't know him by name, but I think if you see him, you're like, oh, he's got some crazy long hair, and he's shirtless playing accordion on your street corners. So, I mean, he's kind of hard to miss. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very apt description. Uh, we also have a, a beatbox um, set from local artist Dead English. Most people would recognize him, as well as the Bird's Nest joining us for an aerialist acrobatics both days on Friday and Saturday. So there's going to be a lot of performance art, too. This sounds crazy fun, and I can't wait. A bunch of people wiggling in the ground, wiggling in the air 20 feet off the ground. That sounds terribly fun. (laughs) (laughs) Plus beer. So if anything, you're listening was just because you like beer. There will be beer, guys. You're good. You're Plenty golden. of it. Plenty of it. Yeah, three beer tents, one on each street, not counting one in each VIP station, let alone the diverse selection we have here at Lockhouse and at Buffalo Ironworks. So yeah, what about the so about the VIP? Uh, what talk a little bit more about that actually? So for those of you that want to reach a little deeper, and uh, it's still incredibly approachable, VIP gets you access to the festival for both days. It gets you two free beers or ciders or beverage of your choice both days. Uh, special viewing areas right next to the main each main stage, private bathrooms, and my personal favorite taco happy hours that are free brought to you by breezy burrito bar recently opened at 1000 elmwood um they're going to be two taco happy hours each day one on each uh, each vip area located next to the stage adjoining some of the uh bigger headliners so if you play your cards right you can get free tacos for four times four times over the weekend which is my kind of tacos. <laughs> nice. I mean, that's perfect. That's perfect for uh, really kind of getting your food on for both days at that yeah. point then. So. Absolutely. And Bree, if you listen to this, bring your roller skates. We'll go roller skating at Cobblestone. On the Cobblestone. <laughs> on the Cobblestone. Yeah. I don't know. Watch it. Watch, nah. it. watch yeah. it. Savannah. Do it. Roller do skates. it. I don't know if I want to see so, her do so that. So I just bought some roller skates because um, I haven't roller skated in years and years and years. And it was like an impulse purchase to buy these. Bree's actually, uh, if, if you're in Buffalo, you've probably known her. She yes. used to be our bar manager here at Lockhouse. And she uh, spread her that. roller skates and... And 
now is uh, the owner of her own um, Breezy Burrito Co. that started at the Expo building, and now Breezy Burrito Bar. So they're doing a lot of fun stuff. Excellent. And partnering with us at this festival is this is the second year they're doing it and it was such a resounding success that we had not only the organizers but a lot of our guests request them back nice because who doesn't love free tacos yeah i haven't been in the new location yet but we've gone to x i go to expo pretty often and selection's pretty that's cool. yeah i, I usually open. go for tacos i'm i steer myself that way for sure the new space is what maybe about a month old just about yeah. just about a month yeah yeah, definitely. We're going to have to go get some tacos, Bri. Yeah. They're actually, their uh, grand opening party is was just last week, actually. Nice. Cool. All right. So, Cobblestone, again, for anybody that's looking for tickets, you can get them at cobblestonelive.com. That's right, cobblestonelive.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook with links to all of the guests, with all of the performers and acts that are be playing, as well as all ticketing and event details. You can also go and check out like uh, Buffalo Iron Works and Lockhouse Distillery on all your social media as well because they've been hyping up the event pretty hard on that as well. So, as always, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at What the Hops, on Instagram at What the Hops Podcast. Go find me on Untapped at Brian WTH. Uh, check out our WordPress at WhatTheHops.wordpress.com. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com and HoppedUpNetwork.com to check out all our friends in the podcasting community. And go find Savannah at Lady of the Hops on Instagram. Thanks, Corey, for joining us. Thanks, gang, for having me. <laughs> we'll see you at Cobblestone. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. Thank you. The show you just listened to is part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a growing family of craft beer podcasts in the United States and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.